Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Curb Appeal. As always, I'm Rachel's faithful companion, Mike Goldsby. <laughs> and uh, joining me, as always, is the lovely Rachel Weinkoop. Hi. Just to let you know, you just called yourself a dog. Well, you so, called me that last week, no, so I said I wasn't I'm still a little hurt about that. it. But um, <laughs> anyways, looking ahead, um, as we talked about last week, there's not much left uh, in racing-wise things, you know, well, first we thought that, and then all of a sudden we get on Twitter and start checking out social yeah. media, and drivers are going all over the place. Yeah. So, which was really cool to see. It was another great weekend, uh, beautiful on Saturday, um, and I believe you've got a little bit of uh, some results to go over, not much left, obviously, the rest of the season, but there is still some, some, some stuff that we want to talk yeah. about, and I believe you've got a list over there. Yeah, um, Danny Smith won at Atomic over the weekend. He not only won the race, but he won the Atomic Track Championship. So congratulations to Danny Smith, which I talked to Danny Smith for a Beyond the Helmet earlier this year, and he hadn't yet got his win for this year. So he was sitting at 42 years with a win. The very next night, he got his win. So Danny Smith has had at least one win every year for the last 43 years, which Hmm. is Crazy. That is pretty crazy. I did not know that. Good yeah. for him. That's awesome. That's that's quite a quite a feat. So good for him. Yeah, and then um, not in Ohio, but Ohio drivers. Adam Crewe from down in um, Troy, Ohio, took off and went to Dog Hollow Speedway out in Pennsylvania. Ran third place with those guys and Travis Philo, who everybody knows from running, you know, Northwest Ohio and and a little and a few other places, the Five T. He hauled out to the Fairbury American Legion Speedway in Fairbury, Illinois, and he ran fifth to Carson, and Carson Macedo won it. So congratulations to Travis Philo for hauling all the way to Illinois and coming home fifth with the MOA IRA sprints. Carson's one of those guys that we see um, in Northwest Ohio quite a bit throughout the season. Yep. Um, he does race pretty much all over the country, and you'll, you'll hear him all of a sudden, you know, you'll see him all of a sudden pop up somewhere and... He always is usually pretty consistent, top five, or you know, picking up the win that night. So um, he's an awesome, awesome driver to watch, and a really good guy. So congrats to Carson on that win, like you said. Um, I know we, uh, like we mentioned, there's not much to talk about, but uh, one other race that was local was Wayne County. Uh, the All Star Circuit of Champions um, finished up their final time down there this season, their fifth time down there this season. Um, was an interesting night. I, uh, <laughs> I wasn't quite expecting to be there. Uh, went with some friends to Columbus tailgate and they said, let's leave and go to, uh, Wayne County. So, um, I ended up down over at Wayne County Saturday night for the, um, all-star race. Christopher Bell ended up picking up that win. Uh, he started 11th. There wasn't much passing throughout the rest of the, the pack. Um, Cole Duncan started 10th. He finished 4th. Rob Cheney, 13th. He started 5th. Everybody else, respectfully, started one or two places around their starting spot. Um, and uh, Ryan Smith was another one. Started 14th and finished 9th. And uh, so it was awesome. Uh, it ended up being a, a pretty great race um, watching Christopher Bell uh, whip his way through. Like I said, when there wasn't much passing going on throughout the rest of the pack. Um, to see him do that, so didn't didn't Cap get hard charger? Yes, he did. I stand yeah, corrected. I'm sorry say, about I, that. Yep, I he was. I saw Cap had hard charger. Yep, sorry about that. I totally missed that on the list. Uh, he started 21st and finished 10th. So 
um, 21st and finished 10th. So congratulations to Cap uh, for being a hard charger that night. I hadn't realized that. One other shout-out we do want to give, uh, Brock Martin finished third in that race. Um, he, had, he had quite a battle with him and Ian Madsen battling back and forth between second and third. So that was uh, awesome to see Brock represent the Fast Series well and, and repre- represent uh, Northwest Ohio well. So um, interesting night down there. That was my first time there. Uh, I know we talked about, I texted you about it, and uh, it was an interesting place. Uh, longer longer straightaways on the front stretch and back stretch, and um, you can definitely build up some speed there and um, pretty tight corners as well going into the turns. So it was. Uh, it's a pretty neat place. I so. always... I always compare it to a little Williams Grove. Anybody who's ever been to Williams Grove, it's that real long paperclip shape. Mm-hmm. That's what Wayne County shaped like with those real, real long straights and those real narrow turns. Yeah, it was, uh, it, like I said, it was, it ended up being, you know, I, I stand corrected on there not being much passing looking at the rest of the, you know, the five, five drivers or so that, that made some pretty big ground. Um, but yeah, and Christopher came from 11th. 11th. Yeah, so really the feature, I I guess I'll, pretty much for the most part, if you started on the front row of, the, of your heat race, you ended up winning. So I guess that's where I had that thought process on there not being much passing. But there was a lot more in the feature than what I had realized. So um ended up being a great night. That ended up being a very interesting feature. Um, eight laps in, there was two cautions and one red, and they stopped for a fuel stop. And then um, we ended up having somebody get injured in the stands. I never did find out what happened. And that ended up being about a 45-minute delay um, by the time they had to get another squad there. And uh, you could actually see all the drivers get out of their cars, and they were standing around the track <laughs> I saw, with their teams. I saw, I don't remember, I don't remember which driver it was, was posting pictures of, of uh, red flag selfies yeah. outside the car waiting on the... <laughs> waiting on getting going again i was like oh you guys are cracking me up yeah that doesn't surprise me because it was yeah it was it was interesting they definitely had to sell quite a bit they ended up doing like beer sales and everything else and beer specials and so it was uh, it was a long evening uh only they were the only oh they and they did have one other supporting class but um made things very interesting so um that was wayne county that night um and I believe there was one other track that we wanted to discuss. Yes. Uh, we got to talk about uh, some of our local guys going out and competing at Mercer this past weekend. Yeah, Mercer had their um, Little Guy Nationals, which is a pretty big deal over in Western Pennsylvania's Little Guy Nationals. Um, and some of our guys went out and raced it over the weekend. Dustin Raw got his very first 305 win Friday night. Matt Foose came in second. Bobby Clark came in third. And Cody Bova, who's from Western PA but runs the Fast Series with us, he came home fourth. And then Saturday night, Cody Bova won. Matt Foose was second. Bobby Clark ran fifth. And you'll get to hear me talk to Dustin here in a couple minutes about how he finished way in the back on Saturday <laughs> night. So, but yeah, I, um, Dustin's actually my neighbor. He lives a couple blocks away from me and I got a hold of him and I took a trek down to his house Monday night and we had a chit chat about how Mercer went and how it feels to get his first win finally. And, and we may have done a little celebration <laughs> celebrating while we were at it. So here's, a. Uh, Take a listen to me and Dustin Raw talk about his very first sprint car, very first sprint car win out in Mercer. Hey everyone, I'm Rachel and I am here with a beer 
and the winner of the Friday night of Little Guy Nationals at Mercer Raceway Park, Dustin Raw. Hi. Hi, how are you guys? <laughs> good, how are you? Good, good. So, Little Guy Nationals, that's a fun place to decide to win your first race. Yeah, it's definitely uh, different to go out there and win a race. I've only ever seen the track one time. It's, uh, the locals are very tough there. How many were there that night? What, 22, I think I saw? I think you're really close in there. I'm not sure off the top of my head on that one. Now, some of those guys you've never raced with before. You've never, how'd that, how'd that go going up against guys that you've never been on a track with before? It is definitely intimidating because you don't know uh, what they're capable of doing. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's different faces and you're racing against different people and different talents, different area, different track, whole nine yards. Did it make your win a little more, I don't want to say worth it because all wins are worth it, but did it make your first win a little more special winning at a track that wasn't home track, that wasn't Attica or Fremont? Yeah, it's definitely uh, way cooler winning somewhere out of town and out of state, actually. and It made the drive worth it out there, honestly. It's a three-and-a-half-hour drive and then road construction whatnot, so maybe a little longer than three-and-a-half. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the whole time out there we were driving in the rain, I'm like, I've never <laughs> never raced a race when I was going there in rain, and we actually got one in. <laughs> we, um, You and I are from the same rinky-dink, small, northern northern ohio town of Sandusky, where there's a whole whopping four sprint car fans in this town possibly maybe more maybe less how in the world do you get into sprint cars when you're not from the hotbed of sprint cars in ohio well actually we started out in go-karts ran a lot of go-karts and uh, my dad always told me we we're gonna run sprint cars um, took some years to do it and uh, one day i just said you know what we're gonna buy a sprint car we're gonna go try this gig and see what happens i said if i can't win a race within a couple of years two three years we're going to be done and and what you know at the end of the second and a half season or so uh, pick up a win feels pretty good now you we were just talking a little bit ago as we stand in your shop about you being kind of an animal in the carts <laughs> do you miss it uh, i enjoy kart racing we ran the rumble uh this winter with matt crom and uh, definitely enjoyed it and it was really good it's good to keep steering well in my hand all year and uh, I enjoy kart racing but the sprint car world is it's a little different world it kind of feels like you're in with a different type of league of people and, and it's definitely tough it's there's no handouts in this game <laughs> um you did the rumble last year you said something about maybe doing the rumble this year just Getting that race, whether it be in a cart or a sprint car or on dirt or on concrete like the Rumble, does getting to race all year long, does that help when you get back in in the spring in the sprint car? Or is it just so different that it doesn't even matter? My opinion is keeping uh, steering wheel and keeping yourself competitive all year is very important. The Rumble, the way it's raced is completely different. You know, you got go-kart people and they're into the bumping and banging thing. and. With a sprint car, you kind of got to weave the needle versus, you know, you can't really bang too much in a sprint car else you start costing yourself some top wings. <laughs> <laughs> Which we won't talk about your top wings because we already had that discussion once today. Yeah, last <laughs> couple weeks ago wasn't too kind to me. <laughs> now you've, you know, 
you've done this for a couple years now. You've worked with a few different, you know, you had Dustin Dine and help in earlier this year. And, you know, we were just talking about how cool the sprint car world is because you can go out there and do what you do with other people that love to do the same thing you do. Who out there is somebody that if you're going, if you need advice, say, you know, some is just not feeling right. Is there anybody that you can go to that's kind of got the same driving style that you do that can, you can bang ideas off of? There's several people out there. And the first one I got caught off the West Coast to Jared Ridge. That guy, I'll tell you what. (laughs) Jared Ridge to Aaron. Always wears the Jared Ridge shirt. Aaron's always got the Jared Ridge shirt on down in the pits. Absolutely. Uh, that guy's got to be one of my favorite guys out there in the entire world. I, I idolize him as a driver. He's a great driver. And uh, for some reason, his ideas and mine just mashed together in actually a good way. <laughs> and another one is Dustin Dynan. I'll be uh, I'll be scratching my head about something. I can call Dustin Dynan up. And and uh, we call him Dumb and Durable for a reason. <laughs> but he always gets me going in a good direction. Jerry gets me going in a good direction. Also talk to you know Stan Cortez and and I'll talk to Ed Newmeister and the Linders and them guys. I just I like different ideas and everyone everyone's got different idea how to make the the wheel round. But at the end of the day, every it's what works for you and that's important. So what did um how did the celebration go after the first win? <laughs> Well, we didn't have enough time to drink all the beer we needed to drink. We had to get around for Saturday night. But uh, we're going to have to make up for it this week, definitely. We're going to have to try to figure something out. So, is 305s in Ohio are pretty much done, I believe. Are you done for the rest of the year, or do you have anything going? A couple people tried to get me to go a couple of races online. And I think I think we're just going to pull the motor out for the year, send it up to Dennis Lovell, and... Uh, Send our shocks out to Slade and get stuff rolling, you know, for next season. We're going to do a little bit of different stuff next year and go from there. Now, you do all of this on your own. A lot of the, you know, some of these guys are lucky enough to have car owners that they drive for. A regular a regular week for you, say it's the middle of July and season is hot and heavy what is your schedule Monday through Friday before you hit the track at Attica Friday night? Um, fortunately, we got to work a lot to afford this game. <laughs> my dad's a big help. I, I honestly couldn't do it without my dad and my sponsors. They they help out a lot, and they go above and beyond to make sure, you know, whatever I need happens, you know. Um, get off work. I got side powder coat stuff I do and get through that. And then uh, it's midnight or 1 o'clock in the morning, you know, you start ripping bars out of the car and start doing maintenance and get ready for Friday night. And sometimes there's not enough time in the week, but you got to make time. If you want to race, you got to make time. And you're lucky enough to have Eden, who's right over there, trying to ignore us. Yeah, she puts up with this uh, shenanigans, as I'd say. And <laughs> She supports it, and if we got to go out on the road or wherever we're going, if we're going with Fast and it's in Michigan or wherever we're going, we got to jump in the truck and go. And Fortunately, her job works 410s, and she can go with us on Friday. It, she helps out more than what I give her credit for. <laughs> if I let her know she's important, she's going to start wanting pay. <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of the guys might say that about their girlfriends and wives, so you're right there right there with some of the best of them i'll tell you what she supports me and puts up with this stuff and and she 
we got the dog, you know, the dog goes with us and she takes care of the dog. She, she treats everyone like, you know, she treats everyone really well. And without her, it, it makes it tough to go out and do this without someone that's really willing to, to devote their life to this racing. Yeah. It's, it's tough. I promise you it's tough. <laughs> it's, it's 24-7, 12 months out of the year. Now, when you go back to rebuild for the spring, when you, when will you start that? Actually, we're going to try to get it done early this year. I say that every year, but this year I really need to get it done early. Really behind on work-wise and uh, plan on having, you know, one to two cars ready minimally to go run next year. And I really want to get everything done before December. So I can put my cars in storage and the trailer in storage and get some more room in the shop and just keep working so I can afford it for next year. <laughs> so what's the plans for next year so far? Anything nailed down yet? Nothing's in stone, obviously. You know, we're always floating around for ideas and willing to work with anyone realistically, trying new stuff. Uh, we're kind of looking at a race saver idea, nothing against the uh, Fremont and Attica and the fast stuff. I, I really enjoy racing, and you're not going to run into any more competitive or harder racers than, than this Ohio area. But I kind of want to get out and travel and, and see different dirt, see different tracks, and try to better myself, per se. Not, not that I have anything sat in stone either way, but uh, I would like to get out and travel a little bit and try some new stuff. Well, different dirt did you some good this past weekend so that or luck i don't know what it was <laughs> now you were telling me because i unfortunately didn't get to go um and i was super sad about missing it you said you had one hell of a lead when a caution came out with three to go what went through your mind when that caution came out and you already was that far ahead i had no clue about the lead i was just uh, informed on that <laughs> later in the evening I just drove like a scared cat, you know, you got uh, Bobby Clark, which has a great resume, and, and Matt Foose, he, he walks in any track and he's competitive, or, or at any time will, can win a race, and you, I look at the scoreboard and I got three to go, I got Matt Foose on me, and I got, uh, you know, Bobby Clark right behind me, and obviously I'm a little nervous, you know, they're, they're both, they got awesome resumes, they're good drivers, and at any night they can win a race. So it makes it very, very intimidating. But all at the same time, you got to step back and realize that they put their fire suit on the same way I do. And, and they're human and they, they can make a flaw or a mistake just like I do. You know, so you just kind of got to do what you're doing, pecking away and do your best. And if your best wasn't good enough, you need to try again. How did Saturday night go? Uh, we, we didn't have a very good night, honestly. Uh, the track was very different than the night before. And. We struggled all night. We chased the car. The car never really wanted to be cooperative. <laughs> Unfortunately, kind of like women. <laughs> <laughs> also, something I think most drivers would say about their cars and their girlfriends or wives. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> Poor Eden's over there shaking her head. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I just hope this podcast lasts long enough that I don't die in the meantime. <laughs> Now, I have to say it early because it's right now we're recording and it's Monday, but your birthday is Wednesday, so happy early birthday. Thank you. And this will, everybody will know come Wednesday morning when this goes out, or Thursday morning when this goes out. It's <laughs> Dustin Rawls' birthday. Blow him up. <laughs> I'm sure you've gotten congratulations from all over the place. Has there been anybody surprise you to 
make a phone call or a Facebook or a tweet and be like... Everything's appreciative, you know. Uh, just uh, the people that really get into this and really support me and really help me out. It's been a long, long, exciting journey, and I just keep meeting new people. And every time I meet someone new, it's just more exciting because you just run into good people in this series. It seems like, and you know, you walk down the street and you don't run into people. Usually, they're grumpy or had a bad day and they want to take it out on you. You know. But, in this racing world, you run into a lot of good people. Good nights or bad nights, they still are there to help you out or give you some advice, be there for you, a little, you know, anything. And they're just super nice people. Yet ran in, they really mean people. <laughs> <laughs> I no, mean, there's not at all. Like, that's the surprising thing about this world is everybody is there to help everybody a lot of times. Yeah, it's kind of like we got our own little bubble over this racing world and everyone's yeah. like so easy going. <laughs> the, the people outside it don't get it. Yeah. No. The people outside that are driving the Honda Civics and Priuses down the road, they just don't quite understand this. No, they don't at all. <laughs> like, you guys burn methanol, that ain't good. <laughs> now you, you work for your dad, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, so you... Are you a mechanic up there? Yeah. Oh, but I tell everybody what your dad does, by the way. Yeah, my dad actually owns an automotive business, and uh, we got uh, he's got several employees there. And I tell you, it's, uh, it's kind of a blessing all at the same time because we got to leave early to go racing, and them guys, I mean, they don't get enough props. They, they sit there, and they stay working, and here we are out having fun. And, you know, it, as sometimes I'm like, man, I should be there beside them working. And uh, they never run me no hard times or nothing. <laughs> and when we win, it's it just, they co I come back to work on Monday, and they're, they're just as happy as, as my dad and I are. And it's pretty neat. It, it really is. It's pretty cool. Does being a mechanic at Rawls Automotive translate at all into wrenching on a sprint car? Or is a daily driver that much different than a race car? It definitely makes the process of building a race car go a little easier. <laughs> you know, we got all the tools that we need at the shop, and then I got tools down here at this shop, and it definitely makes it a little nicer. If you need a tap, you run down to the other shop, and it's it's nice. Uh, you know, you, you do get burnt out on your real job. I mean, whether you're a carpenter or whatever, when you get home, if you're a carpenter, you really don't care to put trim up in your living room or, or do this or do that at, to your own house, and, and it kind of gets that way. It's a little frustrating. Um, working on a race car because you're like, man, I just I've been working on with nuts and bolts all day and wrenches. I don't really no. know if I want to do this, but <laughs> you you love the sport and there's bad nights and there's weeks. That I said, you know what? I, if someone came and offered me to buy my stuff, I'd sell it all right now. You know, and and next week you go out and run good. It's just that that drive just keeps going. I bet I bet <laughs> Friday night you were pretty glad you've never sold out. <laughs> There's nights I wanted to, and then there's nights like Friday night, you're like, this is worth it. This this is what keeps you going, you know? Well, congratulations again on your very first win, and a pretty big one at that at Little Guy Nationals, which was pretty awesome. You know, it's, you know living in this town, there's not a whole lot of times where you can walk down the street and be like, 
congratulations on your sprint car win because we just don't have that here so <laughs> except for ed newmeister who was here earlier and i got to congratulate him as well so. yes stan Corten lives right up the road stan, as well yeah, yeah which i should probably go congratulate him on team as this win yeah they did they did a really well job there that night too yes yeah 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 well thanks for joining us and i will uh we'll talk to you later the next time you win i hope it's soon <laughs> Alrighty, race fans, welcome back to Curb Appeal. Uh, again, we do want to thank Dustin Rawl for joining us this week, and congratulations to him. On... And happy birthday again today, Wednesday. It's Dustin's birthday. Happy birthday to him as well. <laughs> Fun week for him. So, um, One other thing that we do want to mention um, from a little bit of results from this past weekend, we do want to talk about Don, or, uh, Dave Grabble picking up the win out in Fulton County. Um, that was up in New York. He picked up the win this past weekend, um, and that makes win number 17 for him for the season. Uh, he's one behind Donnie Schatz in that, more. but still sits third in the points. Um, and uh, points, Donnie Schatz, uh, he still has a 158-point lead. So uh, he's he's got that. Uh, you, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, the it's kind of mathematically not possible, I believe, for him to catch Donnie in the points, mm -hmm. but I would love to see him end the year with more wins than Donnie, and that's possible. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're they're neck and neck now, and they've got, what, six, seven races left? Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, no, that'll uh, that'll be interesting to see. So uh, congratulations again to David Grable on win number 17 for the season for him. One other driver this week that Rachel had an opportunity to chat with was... The 14-year-old Justin Adams, Justin's out of Gibsonburg, Ohio, uh, you'd really see him. Uh, he ran typically every week between Attica and Fremont. And um, I know you texted me and said that you were surprised for a 14-year-old with how much that you're able to get out of him. Yeah, he, you know, there's always people that you'll run into at the racetracks that say, you know, a certain age is too young. They need to have a legal driver's license, blah, blah, blah. And honestly, in talking to Justin Adams last week um i think he proved that he's him at least is mature enough to handle what he is i even messaged his mom after we got done talking and i was like he is such a well-spoken kid like mm -hmm. for 14 that kid is just He's one of those kids that you just want to go up and pinch his cheeks because he's just so darn cute. <laughs> and you just want to root for him because you know he's trying. Like, it's he's a good kid to, kid to talk to. So if you ever get a chance and you're at the track, stop back at the 09 trailer and have a chat with Justin and his, and his parents. Good people. So learn a little more about Justin and listen to him and I's conversation that we got to have about his very first rookie year. Real quick, real fives. quick, yeah. I got I got to make a comment um, yeah. just because uh, I, I got a <laughs> I got a message from her. We talked about Justin earlier in the season or, or a couple episodes ago um, and talked about just uh, him being a young driver and coming up. And I made the comment um, that I had met his parents early in the season and. Um, I used the phrase train wreck to describe his mother on race nights. And um, she listened to that this week, and I got a message from her on Facebook about it. And again, Rebecca, I do apologize. I didn't mean that in any disrespectful way whatsoever. Um, but, uh, you know, you're right. She she and I joked about that back and forth. And I uh, I guess it didn't, didn't dawn on me when I said it. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably not the nicest thing to say. So um, she's like any other mother would be watching her 14-year-old yeah. out there racing his first ever 
you know, or his first season in a sprint car. So, um, but like you mentioned, just fantastic people yeah. and, and they're, they're great people to talk to and, and huge, huge supporters of the sport and advocates for the sport. And, um, I, and, uh, yeah, it just seems like that they're just, they're fantastic people, but I had to throw that out there about, about her. And, uh, again, again, Rebecca, I didn't mean any, any disrespect <laughs> by it, but, um, I, like, like Rachel said, uh, she had some time to sit down and talk with Justin. So, uh, take a listen. Hey guys, I am here with Justin Adams, the 305 rookie driver of the 09. Hey Justin, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Um, you have kind of a neat story on how you became a fan of racing with the uh, uh, Junior Fan Trophy. Want to tell us about that? Um, yeah, we um, we're. My dad always lived up here. My mother um, lived down south. So my mom was complaining that there was nothing to do, which was a mistake that she said that she wished she never did. <laughs> but so my dad said, okay, this will last not even the rest of the night, and he took us there. I think we watched maybe 10 laps of the heat race, and the first heat race I got to watch, Craig Mintz won, and... He gave me the junior um, fans club trophy, and ever since then, I've just always wanted to race. So beyond that, you—that was the first time you ever went to a race. You don't have like family history like a lot of the other guys no, do. I do not. Oh, well, that's really cool because I'm the same way. So <laughs> I—it's neat when you meet somebody else who wasn't born and raised in it. You know? Yeah. Um, you—how did you get your start then after that? Um, I was, once I, enough of nagging to my parents, I would say, <laughs> of how I wanted to race, they finally gave in and they bought a yard cart, which went for about a year, so we raced a yard cart down in Sandusky, and then we moved up to quarter midgets and went to Sandusky at quarter midgets, and from there on out, we ran quarter midgets from when I was seven to the time I was 12, and from... I think it was eight or nine. We ran the national tour with USAC, and just it excelled from there. So you've been all over to race already. Yes. What was your highlight of of running with the USAC quarter midgets? Um, highlight of running the USAC quarter midgets was probably what last two. The last two to three years, we were. If not in the top three, we're one or two spots out of the top three in the whole entire nation. Nice. And, That's um, super awesome. We ran, it was just, we ran a ton of cool tracks. We were, we ran Little Eldora. We ran at Indianapolis Motor Speedway. We ran just, it was a different track every day of the weekend, if not every weekend. Where was your favorite place to go? Um... Favorite racing wise place to go would probably have to be Indianapolis or Eldora, and just because both on both sides, because just it's Indianapolis and Eldora, really. <laughs> what um, what kind of advice can you give to someone who's you know your age or younger? Because you're only fourteen, right? You just had a birthday over yep. the summer. What yep. kind of advice can you give to the kids coming up? that are in the quarter midgets or want to race, what can you tell them to kind of give them a boost up? Uh, just 
don't ever get down on yourself no matter what. We were always one of those really low-budget teams and quarter midgets. We had people coming in with stacker trailers, and if not stacker trailers, trailers that were really long and just had a backup to two cars for every single class I ran. And while we were struggling just to put new tires on every race. You... You came into this season, and everybody, I think, kind of, you were the one that was the one to watch because we all kind of already knew the story with Craig Mintz at, at Fremont with the fan trophy. And um, you started out like any other one. You To watch you, you stayed out of everybody's way. And at what point in the season did you start to feel like you were ready to race? Um. The point where I really started to feel like I was ready to race was once, I wouldn't really call it drama, but once the intensity of all the other drivers and all that came, I was kind of like, okay, I know to them that I'm a threat now, and I think it's time to actually start to not get out of their way. You took a couple tumbles this summer. The first the yes. first time you... Um, you took a little flip. What 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 did you think when you climbed out of the car? Um, I wasn't really thinking when I climbed out of the car. I did most of the thinking in the car and just <laughs> ignoring all the track workers around me. I was just thinking. I'm just like, how did that just happen? <laughs> it's only two laps in. <laughs> now, how did but, how did mom and dad react to that? Well, my mom and dad were actually, they were, I wouldn't, they, I wouldn't say calm, but they were, for what I've normally seen them have or heard what they have done, it's actually, they were actually pretty calm. Now, once I didn't get out of the car and the car kept smoking more and more, they were, got to the point where my mom and dad ran into the four-wheeler and my dad dished my mom before she could get on the four-wheeler and just. Kind of, they started freaking out once that point happened. After you, you know, a lot of the guys I've heard say once you get your first wreck out of the way and you know kind of what the deal is, is the next one not as bad? Yes, especially to me because going head-to-head with another car compared to side-swiping kind of a wall, it's just kind of, to me, it's just, less impact and it was just definitely first one was hurt second one hurt as well but it wasn't nearly as bad you've got you know one full season under your belt now what are you looking forward to or what kind of changes will you make for next year um next year we don't really know what we're going to be doing changing i know we are going to change the car design since we've had this design for two years other than that, I have no clue what's going on. We are going to be running the same car as this year. Um, it's just going to have a different design, and that's really about it, I would say. Who's helping you out back in the pits? Um, we have Andy Yonker helping us out in the pits, um, Chris Bryan, Gary Bowman, my mom and dad, and um, Chase. This guy is our cameraman, and every once in a while we have 
pop in, like um, Pat helped us once or twice this season, and so did Bobby. Um, just a, we just had a bunch of people that were there, really supportive. And we're, if they always said, if you need anything, come down and talk to us and we'll help out. Like, Craig came down and talked to us and said, we'll talk and we'll work on the setup together. And when we flipped at Fremont, we had, we had probably enough people come down and offer us parts where we could rebuild the car if we wanted to. Is it like that in, in the quarter midget world? No, in quarter midgets, extremely different at least when we ran it in quarter minutes you always had to have somebody standing by your cars for no research somebody not to tamper with them like for us we were running four classes and I would go up and to race and we would always have my grandpa stay in the pits and watch the other three cars you ran four classes yes how do you fit that into a one day schedule are you were you running like mad to um, get to yes. race to race <laughs> especially when once it got towards the end of the points they were kind of like okay we just want to get this over with as quick as we can I don't care if you're running four other classes you just got to hurry up and get to your car as quick as you can like when we ran Eldora which was our very last dirt race of the season last quarter major race we had Light World Formula, and as soon as Light World Formula was over, we had to get to Senior Animal. And when Senior Animal was over, we had one race in between to get to Senior Honda. And the other one was actually, we had quite a while of a break, thank God. <laughs> so is running just the one car at Attica and Fremont, is it like kind of like relaxed time? Like a yes. little bit of a breather compared to the quarter minutes? Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, it's definitely. Um, but last night was or last weekend was definitely a rough night from the bee having to go straight, couldn't even get out of the car. I was sold and had to get ready to head up for the A. I was I was rooting for you. I was like, oh, oh, don't let John Ivy pass you. Or Paul Weaver. <laughs> I was like, don't let Paul Weaver pass you. <laughs> Are you yeah. learning a lot from those guys out there on the track? Yes watching them and just learning to see what they can do and just listening to what they have to say is a major help. Um, it's, I'm just hoping for next year, now that we have all the, not, well, now that we have more information than what we did have at the beginning of last year, I'm looking forward to next year, um, but there's always going to be a lot more that I can always learn. On a bit of a personal note, I saw you had probably one of the cutest homecoming proposals I think I've ever seen. How did she pull that off without you knowing? Uh, My mom. (laughs) Her and my mom talked, which I'm very happy with. But we unfortunately are not going to be able to go to homecoming. Oh no! Just because I'm one grade underneath, and they are not allowing me to go. Oh well. I'm, an, I'm not considered in a high school. Well, you can probably take her out on a nice date some other time. Then. Which we are probably going to. We are probably going to end up doing. You still have like that was the most perfect thing I think I've ever seen. That was so adorable. 
I was I, I was stunned when I saw it. I was just speechless. Oh well, I she's she's a cutie. She's a keeper. If anybody that doesn't know, she held up a sign outside your trailer, and it said, "What did it say?" Um, I really like to go to homecoming with you. What do you say? Will you take a spin with me? The cutest thing ever. She knows. And now is she in in the dirt track community, or does she just go yes. because of? Is she? Her um, I race against her dad actually. Her dad is um, Matt Lucius. Oh, okay. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I'm sure you guys will have fun some other time. And there's always next yeah. year for homecoming. Now you yep. you are only in eighth grade then? Yes. Oh, see, I thought you were a freshman. Uh, what do you um? How do you how do you balance that at the at the beginning of the season when you're still in school and at the end of the season when you're going back to school? How do you balance that? It's definitely interesting. Um, like now that we're actually at the end of school, with we had um, SLOs to do and a, we. Surprisingly, we didn't get as hit with as much homework as I expected, but it was definitely rough for us. Um, I would come home as soon as I got home. If I didn't get all my homework done in study hall, I was doing homework. I got that done, and as soon as I was done, I was straight out in the shop until about 10.30, and then I was asleep for school, and then it just repeated the cycle over and over. So summer is summer is good for you then? Summer is uh, usually <laughs> it's lighter for me. With yeah. baseball, we have two to three practices every day, every week, and um, just games were actually pretty well re- reasonable for us, and it helps with um, our coach because our coach understands where we were coming from. We always come out and. Um, right at the beginning of the season say hey I'm racing I can't do any weekends or Friday games Um, if you have any problems with that just let us know and we won't play this year and they've always usually thrown the pitching rotation around me because I'm a left-handed pitcher and (laughs) always ends up working out for us so do you play any other sports then like in the winter time do you play sports at school Yes, I play um, baseball and basketball for our school. I used to play football and run cross country, but then I decided to back to just lay off of that and just kind of focus on racing more than any other sport. You are a busy kid. Yes. Yes, very much so. Well, it has been a pleasure to talk to you, and it was great to watch you race all summer and to watch the way you progress through the season you you did a very good job thank you and we will see you in at the end of march next year at attica hopefully yeah i think so and um good luck with school and sports and everything else thank you all right thanks justin all right race fans welcome back again we do want to thank justin adams for joining us this week uh, he's a fun driver to watch, so definitely make sure you, you, he's one to watch out for the next couple of years. Uh, only 14 years old, so he's going to have uh, quite the career ahead of him. Yeah. And I think he's going to be a fun kid to watch, and uh, as he already has been this season. So, again, we do thank Justin and uh, his all of his entire family and parents for their uh, support of this sport this past season. Um, 
that does uh, that was both for interviews this week. So we thank Dustin and Justin for joining us. But as we mentioned last week, there's very little racing quickly, quickly, quickly coming to an end. Very little racing left the rest of the season. Um, but there is a couple events local. Uh, weather forecast for this coming this coming weekend looks fantastic between Friday and Saturday. Mansfield's going to have their final event of the season with the um, Articat All Stars heading back down there. That is a double feature event. Um, so that's going to be uh, definitely get your money's worth going down there on Saturday with them. And don't forget to take your rain check and your pit passes from that rained out event. You will get a discount on gate prices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so definitely uh, if you have that, have the from the uh, makeup back in May, if you have from the rain out, make sure you take your pass for that so you can get your discount. Uh, Saturday night, the um, All-Stars then head down to Eldora, and that's for their final night of the season. Um, again, as we talked last week, Chad Kemenow has wrapped up the championship for them, and that is their final points race. Um, but congratulations to Chad on that championship. Then, as we mentioned, Saturday night, Eldora, they do have the Articat All-Stars for the 410s. Um, that is, as you called it, and as it is called, the last call for methanol event. Um, all-star sprints, the NRA sprint invaders are down there and non-wing sprints. That is not a boss race. It's just a uh, general non-wing race. Um, as boss made that quite clear and announced this week as, uh, evidently there was a little bit of misunderstanding with that. So all-star sprints, NRA sprints and non-wing sprints this week and down at Eldora. Um, outside of that, uh, quick, as we talked a little bit about the world of outlaws, um, their stuff has quickly come to an end as well. Uh, they only have, let's see here, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten events left for them, and three of those um, are for the World of Outlaw World Finals. So um, Saturday, October fourteenth, they go from or they go to Port Royal. Sunday, they are at Weed Sport um, up in New York, and then come and then uh, Monday, Ransomville in New York as well. So. Um, have you ever been to world finals i have not oh i went once it's great the coolest thing you will ever see in motorsports is the four wide with all three divisions that night with the the modified late models and the sprint cars oh it's so amazing i've seen pictures and yeah i saw where was it um the pennsylvania 100 or pittsburgh 100 um, out at uh, the Pittsburgh Motor Speedway this oh, past PBMS? weekend. Yes. So this past weekend they had that, and I don't know if you saw, I retweeted it, but um, with that, that's a big late model race, and they went six wide for that. PP- the- Have you been ever been to PPMS? No, no. That place is huge. Yeah. I figured if they're going six wide with late models, it's got to be pretty good, pretty yeah. good size. And they were they were going six wide um, for the, uh, the the wave lap for that. So uh, that was a pretty cool picture. There was a, quite a few of those circular circulating on social media. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you haven't had a chance to take that look at that, make sure you do, but man, I, we every week we're getting less and less to talk I about. Know. I don't really like it. <laughs> I don't really like uh, it at we, all. We've gotten to that point in the season and it's, uh, you know, Wednesday, October 11th and it's 60 degrees out and raining all day long. And so this makes it a little bit easier to, to not be at a racetrack when the weather's like this. Um, it was like 74 and sunny where I live today, just to oh, see really? you know. You, you only live like, what, an hour and a half away? An hour, an hour south of here. It was wow. like 74 and sunny. Good for you. <laughs> Rub that in our faces, huh? I we needed it. the rain. We needed the rain bad for our farmers up here. So uh, Why? It's Everything's a, coming off. Yeah, they, they, still needed, they still needed rain. But, I don't, yeah. <laughs> Tamp just, down the dust as yeah, they're taking yeah, off the yeah. corn? <laughs> You know I'm going to have to edit that out now, no, right? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but as, uh, as we mentioned, um, uh, are we, are we going to be back next week or are we going to take another week? 
let's come back next week and we can at least do all-star results from the weekend and okay. catch up with anybody who's out, you know, Mike and I are both pretty active on social media, so we'll we'll keep up with some of the drivers that we follow and follow us, and we'll keep you up to date on if anybody decides to go trek to, you know, New York for the Outlaws or whatever else may still be running across the country. So we'll come back again next week and we'll have at least all-star updates from this weekend in Ohio and, and get your results from anybody who's traveled. Yeah, uh, a little bit of racing left this season. So hopefully we see some of our local guys getting out and about and uh, checking things out. This is the last swing uh, for the World of Outlaws um, up in the east here. Is then they go back out to Kansas and Oklahoma before the World Finals. So I guess if we are going to see anybody running up there, uh, maybe at Port this weekend possibly. Yeah. Um, so that'll be uh, interesting to see where everybody goes. So, um, But I believe that's all we have for this week. That's it. Alrighty, race fans. Well, be sure to follow us on social media. I am at M, M underscore Goldsby. You are? At DirtGirl83. Spell it with two R's or you won't find me. And uh, we are at Curb Appeal PC. So be sure to follow us for all the latest episodes and news. Um, and until next time. Support your local sponsors. Support your local sponsors. That's right. <laughs> you know, I somebody texted me and uh, said that the support your local sponsors thing is kind of like um, Bob Barker's make sure you spay and neuter your pets. <gasps> Which I thought was hilarious. That's but, uh, awesome. I totally, yes, I totally yes. Be love sure that. to support your local sponsors, <laughs> and uh, all your tracks and series do have a list of them on their website. So if you're not quite sure who to support, make sure you take a look at those websites. But until next time, race fans, this has been Curb Appeal, and y'all have a great rest of your week. See ya.